Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside Podcast. I love saying that because it means I'm going to talk to someone I really love. And today it's Greta. Greta, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. We've met in person. So this is Greta Eskridge. Uh, you may know her on Instagram as Ma and Pa Modern. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit too. It's a fun name. Uh, Greta Eskridge wrote the book Adventuring Together, How to Create Connections and Make Lasting Memories with Your Kids. It's fantastic. I read it this past week. We're going to be talking a lot about adventuring together. And then she also has another book coming out next spring. So Greta, yeah. welcome. Can you, uh, can you take just a, a couple minutes and tell us about you? Tell us about your family. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I'm Greta and um, I'm a second generation homeschool mom. That means I was homeschooled um, a long time ago. And I, I didn't know so that. Yes. Yeah. I did um, not know that. That's yeah. neat. That's really unique. Yeah, it's fun. Um, there were a lot less of us back in the olden days. Yeah. <laughs> my my parents were pioneers. Um, yeah. But I loved I loved being homeschooled so much that I always planned to homeschool my own kids. And um, I'm going to tell you a funny story, and we're we're going to get sidetracked already. That's fine. Yep. When when I started dating my husband, like we weren't even dating, like we were hanging out. We were hanging out, and um, I told him I was 18, and I said, "Hey, you know, when I have kids, I plan to homeschool. So if you're like not okay with homeschooling, we probably shouldn't hang out anymore." <laughs> Like right from the get go. That's it. This is a, this <laughs> These is are like, my expectations. <laughs> this is really important to me. So clearly I loved um, homeschooling because I wanted to homeschool my own kids. Yeah. And um, in between homeschooling myself, being homeschooled myself and homeschooling my kids, I taught public high school for five years. I was an English teacher and I loved that as well. It was a lot of fun. But when my first baby was born, um, I knew the time that I would have with him is short and it's true. He's almost 18 now. It has wow. flown by. Wow. And um, I just decided that's it. We're going to start homeschooling now. So all of my kids have been home with me the whole time. We have four, 17, 15, 13, and 10. And um, one of my favorite parts of being a homeschool mom is that I get to spend a lot of time um, outside the four walls of our home and um, adventuring and just exploring and learning. I always say that the world is our classroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. We have some similar things. I taught in the public school for five years. I taught high school math. Oh, wow. And I loved it. You're a brainiac. I loved it. I am not at all, but I did. I really loved, I love the kids. It's so fun. Yeah, me too. Um, And your book is interesting because your book doesn't talk about homeschooling at all. Which is actually like, you know, it's for anyone, right? Yeah, and, I, was, and our audience is going to, is yes. kind of a mix of, of people yeah. that are in different um, stages. So I didn't yeah. know, um, I didn't know that you were a second generation homeschooler. That's yeah. so neat. And well, I, I wanted to, the book to be for anybody. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, the message of connecting with your kids um, however you choose to do it for us, we love to connect through having adventures and especially being outside a lot. Um, that's applicable to all of us, every yeah. parent, 
wants that. Every parent um, needs that. Every family needs that. So um, I tried really hard to provide ways and ideas and inspiration for all kinds of families yeah. to be able to. You, and you really did. That. I mean, the book is fantastic. And each chapter ends with like a whole list of ideas of different type of topics. So I really love that in- included practical things. Oh, okay. Can we start with, I want to start with yeah. a certain topic from the book okay. because because it. It, it's kind of like what we met at the wild and free conference, um, just this past fall. And, um, that's with wild and free. That's a homeschooling group, but, but similar it's, it's just moms that, um, really want to slow down and hopefully I'm not butchering this, They you know, they just want to have, you know, have their life with their kids. So anyway, so uh, last minute I got asked to speak at the conference and, you know, I was nervous. I'm nervous about everything. So like totally nervous. Um, and it was you're completely phenomenal. new and you're really sweet. But, you know, you just feel like, I don't really know. And so, you know, we brought our whole family down to Tennessee, to Franklin, and we were stretched. Um, but all of these blessings come out of being stretched and, and sort of stepping out of your comfort zone. So one of the one of the topics you talk about in your book quite a bit is, is being stretched mm-hmm. and that stretching isn't easy and adventures change us. Um, mm-hmm. You say they take us out of our routines, our homes, our neighborhoods, our people and make us grow. They push us into uncomfortable places mm-hmm. um, and we're offering a great gift to our kids because out of that discomfort comes all kinds of valuable learning about themselves and the world around them. So, um, so do you want to tell us a story? Do you want to just um, talk about uh, some ways that your family has been stretched and sort of the growth and the blessings that uh, you've seen come out of that? Yeah, um, it's so fun to have someone read my book to me because like sometimes I forget <laughs> what's in there. Sure. And then you read it to me and I was like, oh, that brings back a lot of good memories um, and just reminds me like, yeah, I, I really do believe that I can just put it in the book. Cause it sounds good. Like I really yeah. do believe that because um, I think for a lot of families, we don't um, we, li- we have a lot of luxury, like a lot of um, freedom to live a comfortable life. Right. And yeah. um, that's a gift that, that a lot of us are able to, to enjoy and along with that, though, comes the um, ability to, to get pretty comfortable and to be settled into routines and to do things the easy way. And um, doing things the easy way uh, feels good sometimes. Well, a lot of times, actually, let's be honest. Uh, but we, we all need to be pushed and to be pushed outside of our comfort zone, because I really believe that's where the best growth happens. Um, and so, you know, for my family, we, we live in suburbia. We don't, you know, have farm animals that we have to take care of. My kids are not walking through the snow to catch the school bus. Like their life is, is pretty comfortable. And so I've thought, well, how can I help them experience a little discomfort? How can I help them be pushed so they can grow? And for us, that's come through a lot of outdoor adventures, like things like hiking and camping, because you're stripped of those comforts that make life easy. 
Um, whether it's, you know, pushing yourself physically because you're going on a hike that's making you um, tired and hot and weary and thirsty, (laughs) grumpy, um, or you're camping in the rain and there's mud and it's cold and you just want to go home. And so, um, for years, what we've said as a family, uh, is this kind of slogan, it'll make a great story later. And we try to have that mentality. We're in the middle of something that's uncomfortable and we kind of wish it was over and we'll say, it'll make a great story later and try to use that to help change our hearts, right? And push through. And saying that for years, I always wondered, are my kids really listening? So here's the story (laughs) that you asked for. I love Um, story. A few years ago, my two older boys went on a camping trip without the family. They went with Boy Scouts. They're... um, very um, involved in their scouting troop. And they were camping on an island a couple hours away from home. Um, We live in Southern California, so they had to take a boat to this island. It's the middle of September. We have great hot weather in September here. It's not stormy, but out of nowhere, a storm came up. And um, my boys had not packed their rain gear because we checked the weather. There was no storms in sight. And they were not being good Boy Scouts. They were not prepared (laughs) with their rain here. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they're backpacking. So they had all their stuff in their backpack. Their backpacks are going to be soaked. They're going to be soaked. So they're hiking from the boat across the island to their campsite. It's going to be miserable. There's nothing worse than camping when everything's wet. You're muddy. And I just kind of felt bummed out. And like I, my mother heart wanted to protect them, even though I say like, discomfort is good. Like there's that battle we have as moms. Yeah. So anyways, they come home at the end of the weekend and I say, you know, they're all muddy. And I'm like, how was it? Was it, were you cold? Were you wet? Was it awful? And they both looked at me and they said, it was awesome. I was like, what? And they said it was so awesome. Like the rain came, like even when we were on the ship going over and the boat was tossing and my 15 year old, who's a crack up, he goes, mom, it was like when I had to pee, I was standing in the bathroom and I'm trying to pee and the (laughs) boat was rocking. He was like, it was like I was standing on star tours at Disneyland and I couldn't like aim. It's just cracking up because (laughs) like he'll remember that forever. He will. And they said, they're like, as we were doing it, mom, like we were muddy and kind of uncomfortable and getting a little irritated, but we took the trash bags that you sent for our wet towels. We made ponchos out of those. And we said, it'll make a great story later. And I was just like, Hey, they're listening. They know you modeled it. Hurt. Last forever. And, um, it's worth it. It's really worth it. Yeah. I I love, I love this topic because nobody really talks about this. I agree with you when you said for the most part, I think we try and like as a society, we try and keep our kids really comfortable. Mm -hmm. This is a society, right? That everyone gets a medal. Even I, I heard in, um, Uh, It was one of the screen documentaries where they talk about how like kids can just turn to their phone. They always have something to turn to. So no one is working through these discomfortable, uncomfortable, I guess would be the word, uncomfortable feelings. And even, um, I don't know if you know Linda McGurk. She talks about there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And so she was saying, you know, that this is that when kids are uncomfortable. Yeah physically or in any sort of way this is helping them develop grit and resilience and and so to hear you say 
you want to push your kids into discomfort. I, I don't hear anybody saying that. Well, you know, I, but it's good. I, I mean, it's, it's so right on because life is hard. not easy. And yeah. so they have to have this skill set to be able to work through. And we can teach them that just yeah. through outdoor adventure, which has a whole bunch of or indoor adventure, something yeah. new, yeah. just has a whole bunch of other benefits as well. Yeah. I think too, like we, I mean, not every parent is this way, but I personally struggled, especially as a younger mom or a new mom with younger kids, like wanting to control everything. And if I just, if it, if it, if I did everything right, then they were going to sleep through the night. They were going to eat whatever I told them to, they were going to be behaved, you know, all the boxes would be checked. And then I would feel like I was doing a good job. But what I realized was that wasn't always good for me. It wasn't always good for them. And it certainly wasn't the truth because it was taking out the reality that our kids are individuals (laughs) and um, I can't control everything to, um, to make them always do a certain, to get the certain outcome. And instead, what I realized I wanted for me and for them was to create people who were able to be flexible because um, being able to bend when the wind blows yes. instead of break is a really important uh, skill to develop not just when you're a little kid, but through the rest of your life, like to be a flexible person, to be able to be traveling and things go wrong. And you're like, you know what? It'll, we'll figure it out. It's all going to be okay. We missed our flight, but there's always another flight. Like to be able to not have every misadventure turn you into, uh, to create a tailspin and you're just, you lose it. Like I, I want, um, to raise kids who are resilient and who can look at misadventure and say, it'll make a great story later. And how can I bend right now? How can I bend when the wind blows instead of being blown over? Um, And it's hard for me. I see the, the, that lack in my life that, um, that I tend to not want to be flexible. I tend to not want to, pursue grit. I tend to want to take the easy way out. Um, And so I know I need to work on that in my own life. And I want to help my kids work on that now. So hopefully by the time they're adults, they're in a better spot than I am. Mm -hmm. I think that 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 topic of modeling comes up a lot in your book. So you talk about, um, like you talk about doing it for yourself. You say it's important for us too. We all want our kids to grow, to be exposed to new ideas, meet new people and have new experiences. We expect that as a normal and natural part of childhood. However, as parents, we sometimes forget that this is important for us too. And so you talk about this, maybe you can tell a little about about it. You took a surprise camping trip with your kids without your husband, you know, and, and you said in there, I've, when they say, where are we going? Where are we going? And you say, I've never been, you know, where, where are we? We, you know, and so you're actually doing it for yourself and for them and you're modeling. Um, so that seemed like a really fun idea. Do you, do you know which story I'm talking about? Yeah. Where you told the kids pack your bags. Can you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, it, it was good. It pushed me outside of my comfort zone because I was going somewhere, um, 
It was only a few hours from home, but it was someplace I had never been. And I knew I was going to lose cell service. Like there's an element of comfort that comes when you have your cell phone on, you know, you're like, Mm -hmm. well, if I get lost, I've got my maps, Google maps can take me out. I can call somebody to come rescue me if we get a flat tire. But I knew like I was going to reach a point where we would be out in the boonies and lose cell service. So I printed maps up ahead and made sure I knew how to read them. And um, I surprised the kids, cool. which was really fun. And we were, we were just driving. We drove over a mountain pass and, um, you know, they're like, okay, can you tell us now? I'm like, well, I really don't know where we're going. I've never been here before. I have pictures. That's it. And um, we pulled off the road finally and, and are just driving down this dirt road. And in the distance, the kids saw like a, a canvas, like teepee. And they're like, are you kidding? We're staying there. I'm like, yes, we are. And, yeah. um, it was just us out literally in the middle of nowhere. There was one house and um, we walked down to the house to like check in because that was the owner of the teepee. And um his house was amazing. We got to talk to him. He built it out of like homemade Adobe bricks and met his dogs. And all night long, it was just me and the four kids um, listening to coyotes howl and saw the stars and it was beautiful. And it it was a big adventure for all of us. And you're so glad you did it. And it was, and it was stretching you. You have a quote in your book from Fred, this Douglas, that Frederick Douglas, that says, um, "If there is no struggle, there is no progress." Yeah. So I, I got a lot out of your book, you know, from this uh, concept of of just being stretched and celebrating being stretched and yeah. looking for opportunities to to sort of break out of your normal routine. We had um, when my kids were little, my husband traveled a lot for work. And so I had a time, it was interesting that you call it misadventure. I think it's just kind of like, it's like that concept, like you talk about you, you, there's so many layers and variables to life. You just can't control it. So you go on this adventure and you think it's going to look one way. And then, you know, I think a lot of times it looks different and that's part of the learning. But when ours were little, I had like a three month old, I think they would have been two, one and three months. Right. And I took them camping. (laughs) My husband was out of town and my in-laws were staying at a campground, you know, in Michigan, Michigan has beautiful campgrounds. It was a couple hours away. And so I had a, and we, they stayed at the campground and then maybe a mile away, there was like these barracks. It was like a group camp or something Mm -hmm. where you could for pretty cheap rent, like where there'd be 20 kids, like a youth camp or something. Right. And there was just all these bunk beds. So I'm like, well, I can do that. I don't have to set up a tent. I just have to bring you know, stuff for the bedding. So I packed up, got all these little ones, right? Drove there. We stopped at Big Boy on the way. I mean, you have these little rem- me- memories. Yeah. Like we'd never, I'd never taken them out to eat and it was fun. And we stopped at a restaurant. And anyway, so we get there. I unpack it all by myself. I've got these little ones. They're running around. I got the baby. And, um, and we were supposed to stay, I don't know, for the week. Well, in the middle of the night, the three-month-old is get, gets that croup cough. Oh, you know, gosh. just all of a sudden barking, that cough. So <sighs> I had to call my in-laws to drive the mile over, sleep in the sleep in the uh, bunk beds with my other kids. And then I spent the entire night in the shower, you know, Aww. like pressing the button, you know, in the campground shower to get that steam, <laughs> right? And then, oh and then the morning came and we packed up and headed home and... But I don't regret that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't regret it. It was great. No. I mean, it yeah. wasn't what we expected, you know, but it, um, I'm so glad we did it, you know, yeah. and then we, I did it more often. Like we did other ones and yeah. you talk about that in your book. You talk about, you start small. Yes. And then you're able to build off that. Yeah. So, okay. It's really true. Yeah. For, for them and for us. Like I think yes. that that's like, they realize, oh, I can do it. I yeah. can do this thing that I didn't think I could. And we realize, oh, okay, I can do it, you know? And yes, like, that's the thing, like to be experiencing that together. Cause there's so much in parenthood that I think we we're like saying, Hey, you know, you can do this because we have the benefit of we're adults. Like it's not a big deal for us. And we forget sometimes that, um, it is a big deal for them because they've never done it. They're not 40, you know, they're right. four. Um, and so we, we lack a little bit of empathy. And that's one of my favorite things about adventuring with my kids is because it puts us on a level playing field, even though I'm 40 and I have the benefit of more years of experience in the moment, those moments when the campground is a mess and there's mud everywhere, or you're, you're on a trail and it's hot and you don't have much water and you're like, are we going to make I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. When the skies open up, while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody, and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com slash outside and enjoy an automatic 15% 
off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. Dying of thirst. Um, you're, the, the playing field is level, right? Yeah. You're, you're just experiencing it together. And that's the that's where the connection grows because you are um, walking through a hard thing together. And that is creates such a beautiful bond. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I have written down here is just what is adventuring together? So you say adventuring together simply means getting outside the confines of your regular routine. You talk about how your dad's gift to you was taking humblest of moments and turning them into a grand adventure. You say, my adventure credentials aren't that amazing. So I love this about you. Like this is not, this is not taking your kids hiking down into the Grand Canyon. Although I think eventually you can get to that. But this is about, these are about smaller trips. Like you say, outside of your routine, you have a weekly adventure group that gets together um, over and over again. So what counts as an adventure? Well, I think that you start wherever you are. So um, when I started adventuring with my kids, we went to a nature center and walked on a marked trail for less than a mile. And it was an amazing adventure because we were just getting started. Um, So wherever you're at, it might be reading books together, like Um, I have a whole chapter on adventuring through books because when I was growing up, I adventured a lot outside and did more adventurous things with my dad. But my mom um, loves being inside, (laughs) having tea, (laughs) gardening. Mm -hmm. Um, She's not a go outside and um, go on a big adventure person, but we read books together and that was how we adventured. She also has some physical limitations. So she wasn't taking us hiking. Um, we were adventuring through books. So there's lots of different ways you could adventure. It's you start wherever you're at and that's where you, um, grow from. Yeah. I love that you talk about, you can adventure through books and you have a whole chapter in here, uh, near the end, near the end of the book about indoor adventures, about museums, about adventuring through books, and you have book lists, and you talk about even adventuring together to learn new things like calligraphy or learning to play the ukulele, that all of these things count. They stretch us, and we look back, and we feel like they're worth it, um, and they're, way, they're ways to make connections. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think learning things to, together is a wonderful way to adventure, um, uh, a couple of years ago, my one of my sons and I joined a gym together because he was preparing for a really big hiking trip. And that was an adventure working out together um, every morning. So there's just so many different ways to do it. Um, I think popular culture has sort of conditioned us to believe that an adventure means like your kids are strapping on helmets and ice picks and you're they're zip lining like, through the yeah, jungle, <laughs> climbing a glacier yeah. in. Iceland, but that's not the reality for most of us. And um, we need to remember that um, there are all different kinds of adventure and they all count. They do. You have some really cool things you, I wrote down in here from your book. You say, you don't wait for the real adventure. Small adventures count. Small adventures matter. Small adventures bring joy. Small adventures are stepping stones to bigger ones. That's been our experience too. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, and even when we go to the same places over and over yeah. again, um, there's something new. Like we went apple picking or in Michigan, so it's just apple orchards every fall. I mean, we've gone 60 times, 75 times. I don't know. We've gone a ton. You know, you go to all the different ones, you know, once the fall hits. And the last time that we went this year, we saw a mouse, a mom mouse with all her little babies hanging on underneath and she was running through the grass, you know? And so, you know, that's an adventure. It's something new. Yeah. Um, so I really love that your book promotes and celebrates. It doesn't have to be some big thing. I love that you said this elevates your day-to-day life a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a mom, we're, that for me was really the turning point when I realized <clears throat> that I wanted to, that I needed to pursue adventuring with my kids was I had three, like four and under and I was home every day and, and I was really getting trapped in that, like that control. Like if I do everything just so everything will turn out just so, and I was getting frustrated when it wasn't. And I sometimes would feel like the walls were closing in. Like this is, this is all I'm doing. Like, you know, uh, blocks, stories, sweep up the crumbs, make sure they do nap time at the right time. And, you know, it, and I needed, I needed to, to get away from that like routine and that to-do list and yeah. really just look into my kids' eyes and to really enjoy being with them and to really have fun with them. And for me, that meant going away from home and outside of that regular routine and say, it's okay if we miss nap time today. It's okay if, um, you know, it's not the regular schedule and instead just step outside and have fun and And adventure. Yeah. And it does elevate your life. And even if it's just a little bit, you know, it's that change. I really relate to that. You talk about the bickering would stop, you know, so for moms that are in those years, those are hard years. Yeah. Those are really hard years. I um, I think around eight is when it changes. Like around eight, they understand what day of the week it is and they really, <laughs> they can, they get it. They can, maybe yeah. they can fry an egg, you know, yeah. or something. I mean, but up until then, it, that lasted longer for me than I was expecting. You know, mm-hmm. I thought by three or four you know, but it lasts a while where, you know, it's just that there's that day-to-day grind. Yeah. I mean, um, now I can say we're going camping or we're going on a, you know, hiking trip. And I just, I just like get ready and everybody knows what to pack. They know what to do. Like, yeah. I don't have to, I don't have to do anything, but that took years of practice so that now with teenagers and a 10 year old, like I could just say, let's do this and yeah. we can and that's yeah, that's and, fun. <laughs> yes, and you're and you're glad though for those early yeah, times because totally. you know, like we have, like we just got out of the fall here in Michigan, and there's all these really fun little places to go in the fall, and big haystacks, and the kids run, and you know, and I'm watching this sort of transition of like, oh, they don't really like this anymore, mm-hmm. you know. And we've we're growing out of these different things, and it's a little tricky because I still have a little one, yeah, so totally. We're trying to balance that, but, but I'm watching, I'm watching them grow out of these places that used to be so delightful and it's sad, you know, but, but then I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I did it when I did it, when it was so hard and we had to pack so many things and everyone cried, you know, and, um, you know, you're just glad that you have those memories. So, yeah. um, And you built, I feel like then you've created 
in your family, a culture of adventuring together, a culture of exploring together and enjoying life so that even when you're transitioning to the next stage, to you, um, you might not be doing those same kinds of adventures, but you're, you're still, the expectation is, and just the culture is, this is what we do together. So we're going to find new things to do in the fall, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Um, because that's just what you do and that's who you are as a family. And that's really special because now having teens, people ask me all the time, they're like, well, this is great for little kids, but how do we do it with the teenagers? And it's like, you just keep doing it. You don't stop just because they're teenagers, you keep doing it. And, and you, maybe you need to change. In fact, those teens are probably going to push you a little farther because they're going to be like, yes, yes, actually. Okay. Yes. We have done the coolest things. My kids are jumping off these clouds. I'm like, it's really, really cool to watch. But uh, we were in North Carolina has a ton of waterfalls Mm -hmm. or on the other side of the country as you, but all these waterfalls. And um, uh, so there's this one called Graveyard Fields, which is kind of a a spooky name. I was just beautiful waterfalls and like all these rocks and you're trying to like maneuver and there's a swimming holes and I don't know, there's so many cool things. So your kids get older, right? You get to go off and do these, these new things. And I slipped at one of these places. I slipped. I wouldn't have gotten really hurt, but I probably would have gotten a little, and my daughter grabbed me. She grabbed me. I was like, we're like, we, the tides have turned. So I agree with you, man. It just gets more fun and more fun. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so many cool things to explore. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit BetterHelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 1000 hours. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember to sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to 
factormeals.com slash outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think one of the important things here is that if we're going to adventure with our kids, uh, we have to have time for it. And so you yeah. talk in your book about time pressures. You yeah. say, we live in a day and age where there are so many things vying for our children's attention and even more for their hearts. There is an endless array of activities to take part in, texts to send, the newest shows to binge watch, there are apps to explore, a societal need to keep up with the fun that friends, acquaintances, and even strangers are having. You talk about this everyday call of technology. And we have to be diligent about carving out consistent time for adventure. Connections aren't created by accident. Mm. Um, Let's talk about our society and time and the pressures and lessons and, you know, what may seem like wasted time maybe actually turns out to be really valuable. How do you guys schedule your life and your time and how do you leave space for adventure? Well, um, I think it's helped that we decided like from the very beginning that we would have a day uh, of our school week that was set aside for adventuring and that we considered that a learning day, um, even though there was not like quantifiable data uh, that my kids don't come home and write a short essay about what they learned <laughs> on adventure day. Um there's no tests uh, about what, you know, plants they saw on adventure day. Um, so there's not like, I, I don't, like I said, that quanti- quantifiable data, like there's, there's nothing that necessarily shows um, proof or evidence of what they've learned on that day. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't count. Um, I think that there is a lot of um, pressure to have evidence to show um, something, to have something to show for what we've what we've accomplished, and um, that's just not always the case. And I don't even think it's always necessary. I think that um, the experiences that happen organically, the learning that happens organically when we're out having an adventure, um, those things count and they matter, even if we don't have some sort of paperwork to yeah. show for it. Yeah. John Holt talks about that. You know, yes, he has, I, um, I do too. You know, he talks about, he talks about how, you know, we're so test heavy that we've forgotten that we can see when kids are learning. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, yes. you just see it. You just know, yeah. like, you know, your kids are growing, you know, they grew from that experience. When your daughter catches you because you're slipping down the waterfall, you know, <laughs> you yeah. know, she has grown from when she was a toddler. And yeah. so that was something that really stuck out to me. And even like, that's what we see in nature, right? Like, how do you know the flower is growing? You know, we don't go out there every day with a little ruler, you know, and make a graph yeah. and check off, oh, new leaves, you know, to, you yeah. just see it. You see yeah. growth. Growth is evident. Um, and so, uh, to not have, to have pressure of evidence all the time is such a freeing thing. Yeah. And I think too, that, um, just being willing to, to create your own, um, family culture that is different than the culture around you, um, to say that we are going to make, um, spending time together, um, outdoors or, exploring or reading a book together, whatever it is, um, as your source of, of connection and adventure, um, that's different than what the world is doing. Like, um, 
you know, maybe it's choosing to not play a sport um, every season, taking a season off or um, choosing to say we're actually our sport is hiking together or sailing together um, because it's we can connect better that way. Whatever it is, like uh, being willing to be different and to walk to the beat of your own drum, that's hard to do, but it's, um, it can be really liberating and it it has been for our family. It has been very liberating. And I think it has been very connecting for us. Yeah. And here you have a 17 year old, so you can see that your child grew, you know, your child grew with these immeasurable, um, activities and, and so it was worth it. I, I really, you know, we already do a lot together, but I was really drawn into your book, you know, like I want to do a surprise trip and, you know, it can be these small things, but, but then they're really exciting and it does become your, your family culture. John, John Taylor Gatto, he talks about the art, the art of building a family. And, you know, and it's like, I think we, we, we put a lot into building our home. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many, there's so many home things, right? Like, you know, I'm not good at decorating. This is like the one spot in my house. Like if you were to see the other side of the camera, it's like totally trash. <laughs> you know what I'm like? I got this one cute little spot. This is it. You know, but there's blogs and, and magazines and all these things about the art of our, of our aesthetics of our home. But you're talking about the art of building our family culture. Yeah. Well, I think even that's a really good example because you can show with pictures and movie, you know, videos and reels, you can show your home being beautifully decorated. But how do you show the growth of your family? Like that's harder to to measure in a quantifiable way Um, and to, to show it. Um, online and to make it appealing, but a, you know, a freshly right. painted room with some new pillows and, and, you know, cute stuff on the wall, you can, you can see that. And so it's, it's easier and it feels more accessible for a lot of people because there's like steps, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whereas, or even you can copy. Yeah. Yeah. You can completely copy. Like people are like, buy it here. Here's the link. Yeah. Right. Whereas this is like, you can't buy it. You, you just, you gotta, it it it. truly is your own thing. Uh, It it is is the unique expression of your own family because your adventures, even if you went to the same places as someone else, every time your experiences there are going to be different. Yeah. Um, And, and what everyone um, is uh, able to do, I mean, even like financially, like that's different for every family and that's changed for us as a family over the years, yeah. you know, um, and, uh, we've able, been able to do, you know, some different adventures now than we were able to do in the past. Um, you know, this year I was able to take my kids. We actually were able to fly and to go places, um, in different States, which was something that, my kids didn't even get on a plane until they were 13 years old. Like that was the first time they flew. Um, so yeah. just people are, we're at, we're all at different places, but again, it doesn't mean you, your adventure, wherever you're at for whatever limitation you, you feel like you have, it doesn't um, mean your adventures don't count. It just means you need to, to learn how to blossom where you are and not compare yourself to other people. And, yeah. um, that's a really important one. Yes. It's your own family. It's your own family that you're building. Um, you have you have some really, the book is so great. 
Greta. I love the book. so sweet. I love the book. I really got so much out of it. Look, and I'm a book. I don't know. Do you write in your books? I, I write do, in my and books. And I use tabs too. Like so, I also write. I mean, I've circles, got, look it. You, oh, that's good. I've got, I mean, I wrote all through this book. There are so many, there's so many, I got so much out of it. But one of the things I thought was really neat was that you had, you had practical tips at the end of each section. That was um, at the end of each chapter. Um, you talk that about was important to me, but yeah. I struggle with practical stuff. So I'm glad that it, I'm glad that it's in there and it worked for you. There's really good ones. So I think it's, it's a great book because you, you give all these jumping off points that still keep things unique. Um, you talk about doling out candy, which I've totally done. So I'm glad you wrote about it in the book. You know, when I would hike with our little kids, I always had suckers. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes that's all you can do <laughs> is yeah. hand them a sucker and they're in your pack and they're screaming. And so you just, you have a dum-dum and yeah. it changes, totally. you know, so you talk about handing out jelly beans and M&Ms one at a time. You talk about playground stops on long trips. Um, you know, you talk about starting small with well-marked trails. So I think it's hard to come up with, like you said, it's hard to come up with practical tips, but you did a really good job at it. And every chapter has them. Thank you. I mean, I, I also, it was hard for me because I didn't want to be like, um, giving people like stuff that felt too basic, but, but, um, but it wasn't the wonderful part about writing a book is that you have this editor who reminds you, um, to that he helps you have other remember that there are other people reading the book and it's not you're not writing it for yourself and so yeah. she's like everybody's at a different spot than you she's like so you need to remember where you were when you first started and what would have helped you and um and then I found that it was really fun to write those those tips because I wanted to be able to provide people in all different stages of the adventure with ideas and um I'm really glad that you, you, who is somebody who's, you know, this is, you're pretty adept at this um, for you to feel excited well, about you know what? You, even, you even said in your book, there's always room for growth, you know? And so this made me think about a lot of different things. Like, I, I mean, we've never done a surprise trip, you know, how, how, you know, I mean, like not easy, but like, I could be like, pack a bag, you know, or give them a list. This is what you need. We're leaving in the morning. Or, I mean, yeah. there was... There were ideas in there that made me want to just jump right in. And and so, you know, and then even all the indoor ideas in the books. And um, so I love that that's at the end of every chapter. And you are really real. You say someone is always unhappy, tired, bored, hungry, sick, mad, grumpy, frustrated, or disappointed. As much as I want everyone happy all the time, it doesn't happen. I mean, I'm not happy all the time. So even to say that, like, I think if people adventure and they've got kids that are crying, like my kids cried for yeah. the first 10 years, someone cried at least once on every adventure, totally. then they were okay. You know, I gave yeah. them a sucker or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I, but, but you're always glad it. You're always glad that you did it always. Yeah. And my kids are, are really good now at reminding me of the times when I was the one who was grumpy, crying and happy, whatever. <laughs> They're like, you were so mad that one time. Remember? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I do remember. <laughs> right. And we can laugh about it now. Like that's a really wonderful thing because we can measure the growth. Like, you know, um, 
this mom has gotten better at handling this adventure. Um, you know, they've gotten better at it. Like that's a, that's a measurable yeah. growth of how yeah. we are able to handle things going wrong or getting lost or, you know, um, I mean the, the cooler malfunctioning and all of our food get, getting spoiled and how yes. we handle that, you know, those are all things that we can look back on and say, oh man, I remember that happened and that was so hard, but now we can show, we, we can laugh about it or we can talk about how we, we handle grew. it better the next time. Like yeah. we can prepare for that, you know, um, opportunities for growth. I loved that Frederick Douglass quote. If there is no struggle, there is no progress. Yeah. That's big. I want yeah. to, can I tell you one story before we end? And then Please I'm going to ask do. you one more story. Okay. Um, we, the last, not even a year ago, like right after Christmas, there was this Airbnb that was brand new uh, down in Tennessee. They like, so it had openings over the holidays. And so we went down for like, I mean, it was like three days, you know, we, we leave early. We, we drive down to Tennessee. I think we were there for three days. We came right back home because then it was like New Year's and it was booked again, but this little Airbnb and we did this hike with our kids called the window cliffs and uh, it looked cool. It was like these Creek crossings, like eight of them. And then you get to the window cliffs, which we didn't know what they were, but it was called the window cliffs and it sounded cool. So we start out on this hike and it was just, it was a total disaster, Greta. It was like the creeks were like not creeks. They were super high. There was ropes that you had to hold on to cross, but the ropes were sometimes in really deep parts. It was the winter. It was, it wow. was warm-ish, but it was like in the fifties. So we're crossing these creeks and like, you're having to balance and, you know, you got there and everyone's like, no one's happy. Their feet are wet. You know, yeah. there's like eight to cross to get to the window cliffs and eight to cross. To, it was just more treacherous than we were expecting yeah. and harder. And then we were on a time crunch because it said the gates were going to close at five o'clock oh, in yeah. the evening. So all of a sudden we're rushing and we get to the window cliffs and they were so lame. It was like <laughs> the pinnacle and it was just yeah. nothing. It was nothing. Yeah. I think it was rocks that maybe had an opening. I, we were like, what is this? Like, and then we're having wah, to rush. Wah. Yeah, we're having to rush to get back to the beginning and then that the very end of it was like you know you're basically like climbing straight up for like you know I mean you yeah. feel like you're gonna die yeah. you know but but we talk about it all the time all the time yeah. that's remember that hike remember that hike I mean the kids tell their friends about it you know so like you say in your book you do these things you take a risk and it's worth it in whatever the ways you know whether it's you really loved it or it just becomes a story yeah, and it made you grow, you know, it's worth it. So and it bonded you together. Uh, yes. You know, it, it creates yep. connection because you had an experience together and adventures really do connect us. So yeah. even if it's just to laugh at what a, you know, what a waste of life <laughs> okay. it was. It Why wasn't there something better at the end? Yeah. 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 So you say, how do you do it? You just do it. You yeah. do. And, and you lose your control and you just live. Yeah. And um, so, Greta, I just absolutely, I adore this book. I adore it. It's Thank called you. Adventuring Together by Greta Eskridge, How to Create Connections and Make Lasting Memories with Your Kids. If people want to find you, Greta, they want to find more about your book, if they want to find more about you, and you have another book coming out real soon, uh, where yeah. can people find you? 
Um, the easiest place to find me actually is on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. And my you can search for me on Instagram by just looking up Greta Eskridge or my handle is Ma and Paul Modern. Um, those are two easy ways to find me there. I also have a website and a blog where um, I post occasionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should do I it more that. regularly, but you know how it is. Um, and yep. that's just GretaEskridge.com. And, um, I travel and speak. So maybe one of these days I'll be in your neck of the woods. You can find my speaking schedule also on my Instagram account and on my blog. So GretaEskridge.com or Greta Eskridge on Instagram. And that's where I'll be. Come find me. Yeah. What's coming out in the spring? Um, my next book is called a hundred days of adventure, and it's actually a book for kids and how they can, um, they can, adventure through in nature activities outside with art cooking books just basically get them to engage in the real world and there's lots of opportunities for them to invite their parents into the adventure to invite their friends or their siblings because again the idea is to use the adventure as a tool for connection because that's what I'm all about I love I love connecting with people and I love building relationships. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited about that. Kids are going to love it. I think kids are really drawn to the non-screen things. I think so. You know, because they know, their bodies know. They, yeah. This is this is what life is really all about. Well, we'll be looking for that. And we always end with a favorite uh, outdoor childhood memory of yours. Mm. Oh gosh. Well, I think that one of my favorites was really simple. Um but just going um, on bike rides with my dad and my brother, uh, we he would take us to like some kind of back part of town and um, where there was back roads, not a lot of traffic, so we could actually ride in the street and um, we would explore new places. And for me, that was just the absolute best because I loved being places that I had never been before, even if it was in my hometown. And so just going for a bike ride and exploring, feeling like I was, you know, having a grand adventure and I loved it. I love these simple answers. It doesn't really take much, I think, to impress a child. Yeah, it was doable. Go somewhere new to bike ride. Find a place where you can bike in the street. Yeah. You know, I mean, mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Greta, thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time to be on. I cannot wait to share your book with everyone who hasn't read it yet. I was like a late bloomer here. Hey, I that's should have great. Read it. I, love- I should have read it a while ago, uh, uh, but I, I so enjoyed it. And I we're doing some of these things and I can't wait. Yay. So I can't wait to hear about the surprise trip. Yes. I owe my kids another one. We haven't done it for a while. So oh, yeah, I'm, I will definitely keep you in the loop because I'm yeah. really, uh, really excited to try that out. So thank you so much, Greta. Yeah, thanks for having me.
Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.